Good or good evening. Yes, happy St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Got my crock pot going with my corned beef. Nice. I'm looking forward to that. Corned beef. And yeah. later on, we'll add some cabbage, and some carrots, and some potatoes, and we'll be, mm-hmm. we'll be living large. Are and, you uh, Irish? No. I'm English. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we're, technically, we should have a problem. I guess. You didn't ask me if I was. Well, I know it. <laughs> I know, but they <laughs> He's really a lot of work, people. Yes, I'm Irish. Alice is Irish. Yes, my mother's father came right yeah. off the boat. Wow. Yeah, from Ireland, yeah. and my mother's mother came from Scotland. Oh, and we found out something interesting this year. Yes. Because I don't know if you know what I'm going to say yet. Yeah, I do know what you're going to say. Yeah, so Pastor Billy Nunez uh, did one of those uh, me tests and and found out that he's mostly Irish. So it's a brand new thing for Pastor Billy Nunez. And uh, we hope he's celebrating today and figuring it out. Yeah, I hope he's uh, having corned beef and cabbage. Or maybe wrapping it up. Uh, I don't don't know. know. We've got to be careful what we say. I uh, I didn't mean it bad. I'm only playing. Okay, okay. It's all good. Yeah, but you're right. I know. It's crazy Yeah, time. it's crazy. Yeah. Okay, enough of chit-chat. You're too hard to chit-chat Sorry. with my love. Okay. Are well, you ready? Uh, yeah, let's see. Um, lots of good stuff happening over at the oh, facility, okay. so you're going to see some yeah. neat things. If you yeah. come in personally this week, new chairs came in yesterday. Yeah. They're so pretty. Yeah, and we're working on the stage flooring right now. And we donated all the old chairs to the another church. The old chairs, yeah, another went, went yeah. to a good home, and yeah. actually I think it's going to go to a several churches, yes, so I that's very too. cool. Yeah. And let's see. Um should be a good worship set. Mm. Uh, Doug told me about so they got some oldies in the set. They do. Uh, yeah. That's fun. Uh, yeah, so I know they're doing Breathe this week. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll Joe and Mar- Marilyn. Yeah, yeah. Nice. yeah. And then That'll um, be fun. Doug's going to do Spirit Burn. He hasn't done that forever. Wow. Spirit Burn. Mm. And uh, Makia's singing, uh, singing and playing keys. Good. And <gasps> She's playing the keys. Oh, you guys. And this I can't remember cool. what song she's singing. But anyway, and Kim's got something. So should be really good. Yeah. So, uh uh, you know, if you can't be there in person, watch online. Yeah. And uh, okay, let's uh, let's hit the questions. Got some great questions this week. Glad I'm not the theologian. <clears throat> Can you share more on what has helped you to keep your strong opinions from stirring things up, except for about Jesus? Um, years of mouthing off and hurting people. <laughs> that, that does that'll do it every time. I'm just realizing that that I'm uh, there were times when I was distancing people and it wasn't the message that it was over something that didn't matter yeah. in the long run. And so I'm like, uh, you just kind of learn that we all we have strong opinions and it's good to have strong opinions. Yeah. yeah. I just don't need to share them with everybody. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, and I think opinions change over time too. So you you want to be you know. Stick into what doesn't change, and that's Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we're, I see that in all sorts of things. Culturally, you know, things change, but Jesus stays the same. So I just want to live in a way that I can talk to people about Jesus. And in a, in a culture like ours, ours is so divided. I mean, realistically, I always tell people if, if I get strongly opinionated in one direction, right off the bat, without doing another thing, half of the people in this country won't listen to me anymore. They're yeah. just going to write me off. And I can't, I can't be like that. There's too many folks yeah. I want to be able to share Jesus with, and right. and because uh, that's the main thing. So so really, you know, I don't discourage people from having strong opinions. Have them. Just just be careful what you do with them. And uh, and you know, um, not every like I said, I, I just realize not everybody needs to hear my opinion about everything. 
And if they do, then I might miss the one thing that I really want to share with people, and that's right. Jesus. So. Right. Well, and I think everybody has a different call. And this is our call. Our call is to share the love of Jesus. And always, in your opinions, be kind. Yeah. You know, just be kind. I don't. I don't think that's too far no. from. And you know, you 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 can be wrong. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I come to grips with that too. Yeah. I've, I've had a lot of and well, that, yeah, really. In in thinking about it over time, that well, that wasn't right. So you know, you yeah. want to be careful because you. Yeah. That's a that is always a possibility. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, number two, Ephesians 3.10 peaked. peaked my interest. I always want to say piqued, and I know that's not right. We even reviewed this. My interest, Paul is talking about his calling to preach to Gentiles and says, this is so that God's multifaceted wisdom may now be made known through the church to the rulers and authorities in the heavens. Is that talking about spirit realm rulers and authorities, and don't they already know how great God's wisdom is? Yes and no. Um, So, you know, the rulers and authorities in the spiritual realms, right? Um, That's and that's where our battle lies. Mm -hmm. And uh, they don't I don't think they do know God's wisdom. And they were at at least they didn't because they didn't see the church coming and what Jesus did. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, they didn't see how Jesus was going to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And so the enemy overplayed his hand. And and so, you know, we have these spiritual beings yeah. who um, are the rulers and authorities. The little G, you know, God over this earth uh, is is um, still there. Now, he's defeated but not departed. God has done what needed to happen to ultimately displace him. But until Jesus returns, uh, him and his legion are still uh, very much behind most of the systems on the planet. And um, that's hard for us to grasp um, because we think, oh, well, this is good. And this is good. You know, the enemy, there's some stuff that they do that, that uh, you can look at in lots of different ways. Right. Um, but but behind it is evil. Yeah. And so we, we have to be very much aware of that. And no, they I, I don't think they realize God's wisdom in all of it. And, and uh, in fact, didn't see it from the beginning. And that's why they chose to go, you know, rogue, if you for some of them. Um, and that that's that's the the thing that we're dealing with and why we deal with it to this day. But um yeah, they they missed the wisdom of God, right? They doubted it. They thought that they were as smart as God. That's been the issue for all of us really. And and why we've all chosen at times to go our own way. And you know, I would say the fact that he loves us and has made a way for us is amazing. Yes. Um and it demonstrates how much better his love is than anything. And and um so yeah, that all those things he's he's talking about, you know, the church is God's this with part of God's plan in how it all comes back together um mm-hmm. in new creation and you know, we're we're to model it now. We're we're to we're to be the model of what it looks like. So, yeah. yeah. Good question. Very multifaceted. Multifaceted. Okay. I think most of us battle with trying to please other people and, in addition, feel like we have failed as a representative of Jesus when we can't connect with some people for some reason. What has helped you in being at peace with knowing that some people just aren't going to like you despite your efforts? Again, this is one of those time things. Yeah. For time, I realized that... that uh, <laughs> Some some people aren't going to like me for and and it's it's lots of different reasons and probably some of them good reasons and some not so good and and uh, 
you know, there's, there's certainly, there's, there's jealousy and envy that can creep in. There's, there's, um, misunderstanding. Um, sometimes somebody says something about somebody and somebody picks that up as true when it's not. Uh, and then never, never take it back to its source. Mm-hmm. So you have all those things. So, you know, and, and then I also realized a long time ago that there are some people I don't care for. <laughs> and, I would really think about and because these would and and sometimes it would happen. It'd be people who ran in my same circles, right? And everybody else seemed to like them just fine and like that, <laughs> but they would bug me no end. And I'm like, what is it? And could be mm. could be something to me. I was thinking right. of this. I had this this guy. Uh, I'm not going to mention him by name, but I will. We it's were. Just, uh, I'm going to punch him in the face. Yes. Yeah, so we were, we were we were we were involved in a ministry together, uh, <laughs> and it was overseas, yeah. and you know. We were ministering where we were going. Everybody was poor. So poor. And we were ministering to poor people. That's what we were doing. There was but, nobody that had anything. No, but every time we mentioned it, <laughs> his comment was always, we have to minister to the poorest of the poor. And and this, and it, it wasn't a big deal at first, but it always became, this comment had to be made. <laughs> and it was a meeting after meeting. And I finally said to, yeah. I said to Alan, I'm going to go off. If he says it again, I'm, I'm done. I'm going to drag him outside. <laughs> And it didn't seem to be bothering. Jesus yeah, so I don't. It didn't seem to be bothering anybody else. It just and I had to look at it as to to what yeah. was going on. And I realized it was me. It wasn't him. It was just his thing. And God had put it on his heart. And so who am I to yeah. to be upset? You were a younger man. Yeah, I know. You were a lot of these things over time. Yeah. If you can learn from me now, please do. There's there's please just something about do. being sixty and having walked with the Lord for thirty five years that that uh, and done it wrong a lot. Mm. Um, you know, there's some stuff in there. And so that's one of the things. So anyway, in realizing that there are things that I might not like about people that really have no merit at all. Right. No, there's no reason. Then sometimes people just don't like me. And it could be that they, who knows? There's a, there's lots. So so ultimately, um, I, I get it. There's just some people that I've, I just haven't been able to. I'm making it, peace with it. I heard somebody say to me once, it's none of your business what other people think about you. Mm. And that's going to help you stay sane, knowing those things, knowing that personalities clash. And they clash because we all have issues, right. okay? So whatever that particular person's issue is, might not like you because you got green eyes. Who knows? That's none of your business. I said this last week, and it bears repeating. You have green eyes. I do. I'm just letting everybody yeah. know. Because I like you. I Thank you. I like you, too, sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes. yeah, yeah. We... We live our lives, we serve the Lord, and we do it to an audience of one. And if you can bear that in mind, all that other stuff below will help you. And it is harder when you're younger because, like, are we going to make it? Are we okay? Are we going to make it another week? All of that comes into play. Does God really think this is okay? You know, all of that comes into play. But if you can, like Steve said, take any wisdom from what he said when he was younger. Not everybody's, you know, and you just got to let it. Let it go. If it if it is something you need to deal with, if you need to keep that side of your street clean, if you have done something to hurt somebody, you make it right. No buts, ands, or ifs because you serve the Lord. And then, then just, you know, yeah. try not to think about, do they like me? I don't know. Yeah. And, you know, it, it even gets back to the church. I mean, we, we can't make – the church can't be not going to make everybody happy. We, but Never. we're we're trying to make him happy. Yes, and you know, and we're also trying to have fun too. I mean, I I can't. Uh, I, I've been doing this for too long to not enjoy what we're doing, yeah. and and so um, 
So all of that has worked its way in there mm-hmm. over time. And I don't ever mean it mean. I, I hope everybody would be able to find something they like. And and um and then this, you know, the things that they may be not as fond of, eh, you, you know, that's, mm-hmm. there's no, there is no perfect no. place. But there's a place where you can fit and yeah. go, okay, this is my tribe. Yeah. This is my, because yeah. we all want to belong. Yeah. And, and everybody, I'd love for everybody to come to hang out and stay. But some people, it's just, you're not, you can't make it right. No, and, it's going to be okay. And, and But you don't need to be mean about it. Yeah. You you just need, well, I'm so sorry, you know, but, but that's just not how that's going to be. And right. You know, I will often tell people. <laughs> he does this all the time. I've learned to tell this to people right off the bat. Uh, we are, I am so going to disappoint you. Yeah. And let's just get that right out in the open because if, because when it happens, if you're not ready for it, then, uh, but you know, that's, that's it. I'm, I'm broken. I'm a fallen individual. I'm trying, but mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I got stuff and, uh, I disappoint folks. And, and so hopefully yeah. there's a lot of grace and mercy for that, but. Anyway, and the more we all look to him, the less we're going to look to each other to be that, yeah. you know. So uh, most people can give you grace. Yeah, yeah, grace. yeah. At this point, sure. Both First Timothy two eleven through thirteen and First Corinthians fourteen thirty four and thirty five are both pertaining to worship and are pretty clear that women should be quiet in church. I have always felt like women should not be lead pastors, but I felt like everything under that role is okay. After studying on this, I'm not so sure. Would you help me to gain a better understanding? Also, from 1 Timothy 2.15 and Genesis 3.16, do you believe that women are saved through childbearing? Okay, let's just unpack our suitcases and stay here for three weeks. <laughs> uh, actually, we we will. Let me let me. Uh, yeah. I will I will cut into it as quickly as I can. Yeah, so, um, you know, the Genesis three sixteen thing that you bring up actually highlights the issue, and yeah. it says it says that women will be safe to travel bearing. But it, let me read you it exactly, and let's just pull it up okay. because I think it's uh, it's important. I'm going to my uh, Bible here, which happens to be conveniently online. And I want to look exactly at Genesis 3.16 for you. And so that's the verse right after the mm-hmm. crimson thread of redemption. Right. And uh, which we know. But uh, it says to the woman, he said, I will greatly increase your pains in childbearing and pain will give birth to children. Your desire will be your husband and he will rule over you. The, the connection here goes back to your, your very question. Mm-hmm. And it's um, what's happening with men and women. And and how do men and women exist in the church and what is it supposed to look like? Mm-hmm. And that has been a big issue throughout. So uh, let me also say, say the idea of um, the this it's not a salvation issue. Child, it's not how women get saved is by giving birth. All right. Mm-hmm. Or or it's not a necessary a measure of it's, oh they're going to be protected by giving birth it has more to do with this understanding of um, roles. All right. And and so I, I want to say this a couple of ways and just bear with me because people will get funny. OK, so um, first off, let's say this, that scripturally, we know that um, men and women are equal, absolutely equal, very clear that, that that's the issue. There's there's neither male nor female, Jew nor Greek, slave nor free. Right. We're all absolutely equal. We also know that we're created in God's image, male and female. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's an equal thing. And, and, and so there are two big ideas in Christianity. One is called egalitarianism, which says, um, everybody can do everything. And another one is complementarianism, 
which says that there are certain roles for men and women. Okay. So those are the two issues. Right. And they've been going forever. And there's biblical reasons for both of them. So let me let me say a couple of things and then I can tell you where the vineyard is and then hopefully you can you can sort of wrestle through it. But I just gave you the two, two big terms that you need to go and research. Right. Egalitarianism, complemented complementarianism. Yeah, yeah. Well, you'll get the idea. You should write them down. And yeah. Hold them up. But but. Uh, so here's the thing, because I think it's both. Right. Um, I think that we're equal and ultimately we can do all sorts of things when called to. Then it's uh, I also think, though, that men and women are different. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's OK to be different. Mm-hmm. Somehow where it got twisted is the, the the differences were made to be more than and less than. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe that to be true at all. Just different. We have different. They're different. Things. Alice can do things that I can't do. I can do things that Alice can't do. Right. Um, um, could we do some of those things in a pitch? Sure, we could. But but you know, there's there's just some things. Comfort that, level. But it's just it's a, all kinds of things. There's obviously some differences in 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 the way. Um, uh, uh, I want to be careful. I say everything. How how we're even you know we're built differently, right? We have different strength right. levels. We have different. Right. Is that always the case? Well, no. But but you know, in general, there's some of those things. So we we do complement right. one another, and that's important. There's like I said. So I think that's a big deal, and I also think we complete one another. Mm-hmm. I think in creation, male and female, that there's something about a man and a woman that are, are a, a representation of who God is because we bring some things to the table differently. I think um, we help each other think about things mm-hmm. um, because I honestly think our brains are wired differently. I yeah. think there's science behind oh, that. Yeah. I think we use different sides of our brain. <laughs> and I think that there's a merging that needs to happen that that is healthy mm-hmm. when when in relationship – you have to struggle to become one flesh and figure out, yeah. well, you know, something that doesn't maybe trigger in your brain that's in the others and why. And so you look to those mm-hmm. things. So I think all those things are necessary. Mm-hmm. But I also think that, um, that women have and can do what they need to do in the church and mm-hmm. fill in all sorts of roles and lead. And that there's many examples of women leading in the church throughout the scripture yeah. um, and, and, uh, and do it very well. In the vineyard, we have women pastors. Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. women lead pastors. Yeah. We have uh, all sorts of things happening. Um, and so uh, for, for those reasons and with a lot of scholarship and everything about, yeah. you know, Paul used had a lot of women in his leadership mm-hmm. teams. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, then start to factor in that the church now does things in a way that may not have necessarily been going on 2000 years ago. And we have elevated positions um, that probably don't need to be considered. Well, that's the cream of the deal. Like, like being, well, you want to be the pastor because that's it. Then you're the servant. Well, that should be the reality is that's not here. That's here. Uh, And, and so it's not something that you strive for. It's a calling. And so yes. you're just doing it. And God calls and uses people. Mm-hmm. Um, you think about teaching in the church, specifically those verses are in Corinth. And we have a there, there's definitely a cultural thing happening in Corinth. And um, um, women were already um, uh, in in the society in Corinth at a pretty good place. Um, the issues were in the in the church. There was a couple of issues. Mm-hmm. The thing about not talking in church, 
the best description I've ever heard of that, and I saw that actually when I was overseas ministering, is where I, I, I would go to these churches and all the men would be on one side and all the women would be on the other side. This was a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. And in the early church, um, in, in, in Corinth, speakers and teachers that may have been coming in would have probably spoken in Aramaic, which was not the language that everybody there would speak. And maybe not the language that women knew. The men might have known it more just because of business purposes mm-hmm. and of more educational opportunities. Okay. And so the teacher would come and the men would be over here and the women would be over here. And the teacher would be teaching in a language that many of the women didn't understand. And they would be asking their husbands who were on the other side of the room, what's going on? Because they didn't fully understand it. Yeah, that would and, be weird. And, the te- and Paul was saying, wait till you get home and then ask your husbands. Oh. And then, and so there was that about being quiet. And it, well, the, could, but it wasn't always possible. Um, also, because at the time there was limited educational opportunities for women, mm-hmm. there needed to be a little season maybe of catch up mm-hmm. because a lot of the men that were put into positions um, initially had been accessed, had accessed or had available to them far more educational opportunities mm-hmm. scripturally and everywhere else. Mm-hmm. And so there there was maybe a little time that needed for all those things to catch up. Having said that, uh, go do some research mm-hmm. and and you need to pray it through because mm-hmm. it is an issue. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. but it's one of those things, you know, I want to put up here and listen for Holy Spirit. Yeah. But I but I always think there's a balance between the two, right? Mm-hmm. There's there's I definitely think that there's God given roles. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't make anybody less than or more than. No. But I also think um, in that that God certainly equips men and women to lead and train and teach and do all sorts of things. Yeah. And that that's how it should be looked at. Mm-hmm. But I think that's enough for that question. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And I guess I've seen very good. good. Is that, did I answer that okay? I think I so. Like I myself, think so. I'm not the me? theologian. Oh, there's always people mad at you. But, you know, the. Um, I just want everybody to like me. I, don't we all? But I think that, um, okay, I'm going to speak just my opinion, which realize, you know, I don't have the master's degree he does. Um, I have always felt like a leader, always felt like a leader. And so in that, but how, what am I comfortable leading and what am I not comfortable? And he's been always very gracious. Well, what do you, you know, and we work with each other on that. I might be a little stronger in the ministry time things, which is kind of why I let it. And then, it, but certainly he's a better, he teaches, you know, and I'm comfortable with that. So, but I do know women pastors in the vineyard and they're sweet and they're humble and they're married to lovely men. And uh, so, you know, this is what our tribe does. How's, how's that? That's Good. my ad. Okay. You ready? Yep. We're here, right? And yep. reading the gospel of Matthew, I came across a verse in 2766 that I don't remember ever reading before. It just stood out. The religious leaders of the day were so scared that Jesus would rise from the dead that they not only placed a stone and guards, but they also put a seal on the stone. First, can you further explain the seal? And then why only Matthew shares it? Good question. The the, the seal apparently was a like a rope that um, would have been attached to the stone and the tomb in such a way that if somebody opened the stone, they would have broken the seal. Okay. And the moment they broke the seal, they were answering to Caesar. Gotcha. It was a huge deal. Gotcha. It was like, oops, you know, you may 
you don't want to mess with Caesar. <laughs> and it was saying, we'll, we'll absolutely mess with Caesar. And so, um, oh. all these things were in there. Um, you know, because uh, Matthew is saying why they're trying to protect what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and why only Matthew? You know, there's certain things that the guys pick up in their gospel that not everybody else does in the other gospels. I'm, and I'm not sure if it's, uh, if it's all that, um, important that the other guys didn't share it. Just know that they were making the point that, mm-hmm. um, the disciples didn't come in and snatch Jesus' body away, mm-hmm. which is one of the things they tried to say. Mm-hmm. Um, that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and because there was a guard and there was a mm-hmm. Matthew's making the point, this didn't because right. one of the stories was oh, they just came in and stole the body. Right. Um, you couldn't have gotten by the guard you just couldn't have. There was a guard there. There was a stone there. You couldn't have done it. And so um, all those things are very, very important mm-hmm. into the understanding of, um, you know, later on, they were trying to chip away at the resurrection. And, mm-hmm. you know, but. But we know that that's what happened, and we've got witnesses to that effect and mm-hmm. all those other things. So that's really what's going on that's there. Cool. Good question. One of the things that really stood out to me was in, I, okay, so we've talked about The Chosen, and it's this, it's this, um, it's a great series. It's downloadable. You get The Chosen app, and, and Dallas Jenkins does this beautiful job of portraying the Gospels. And Matthew in the Gospel is very detail-oriented, like nothing gets past Matthew, every little thing. And in his, and this is an adaptation. This is a narrative. This isn't the gospel. You know, I mean, although it's a, it's a, it's a TV show about the gospel, realize it's a narrative and it has people's bent. But they portray mass, uh, Matthew is kind of like that, very detail oriented, very focused, very, you know, get, lining up everything. So that might be why Matthew, you know, maybe that's, comes out of his research in Matthew and um which I've not done but that was it's fun to watch if you guys haven't seen yeah. it. So. It's possible too Matthew took notes. Yep. Yeah. Because he was a tax collector, he probably yeah. had a shorthand, he was probably taking notes. Um mm-hmm. it, it, very possible that yeah. that was going on and had some of those things like that. So there you go. Okay. What responsibilities do you believe are of the top 3 importance whenever God looks at anointing pastors? He's got heart posture and dun 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 um, humility, absolutely. teachableness, absolutely, and probably gentleness. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, other centeredness, mm-hmm. servant heart. Uh, mm-hmm. Those are that's it. You know, if uh, if it's not like that, then you're just going to yeah. be manipulative and mess people up. Yeah. And so um, for us, those are the three things. But I think pretty in general, that's what yeah. you want to look for in a yeah. in a in a pastor's heart. You know what? A, a pastor is a shepherd mm-hmm. and they're supposed to lead sheep and do it in a way that takes care of the sheep, protects the sheep. And mm-hmm. um, it was never, a, uh, you know, it wasn't like it was con- it wasn't considered one of the great jobs back then. Shepherds. Um <laughs> So, but, you know, a lot of the people of God were shepherds, like Moses was a shepherd for a while. David was a shepherd. Yeah. Um, Moses was the most humble man you know, in all the earth. And he wrote that himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was good. Did you like that? Yeah. Okay. Okay. You ready? Yep. This is the last one. I was reading Exodus twenty-one, twenty, and 21. Verse 21 says a man can beat his servant to death just so he dies a day or two after the beating because he is his property. Compare that with verse 27, which made me chuckle when I read it. Please give me your thoughts on these verses. So let me read it. Uh, Before I read it, let me let me say that that in 
God is dealing with things as they are, not as they should be. Mm. Um, okay, so it's a fallen world, and um, it's uh, it's not going to be the way it should be until Jesus comes back next time, and it's a big mess. And so God is having to speak into the mess. People think, oh, this is how it's supposed to be. This was never how it was intended to be. All right. So mm-hmm. when I read those, always have that in mind when right. you're reading the deal. Right. Uh, if a man beats his male or female slave with a rod and the slave dies as a direct result, he must be punished. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he can beat them and they die and there's oh. no punishment involved. Just don't kill him. But he is not to be punished if the slave gets up after a day or two since the slave is right. his property. Okay. I know it. But let me let me keep reading. Okay. Context. If men who are fighting hit a pregnant woman and she gives birth prematurely, but there's no serious injury, the offender must be fined whatever the woman's husband demands and the court allows. If there is serious injury, now listen, most of you know this one. You're to take life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, bruise for bruise. Oh. Verse 26. And then 27, 26, 27 of the question. If a man hits a manservant or maidservant in the eye and destroys it, he must let the servant go for free mm-hmm. to compensate for the eye. And if he knocks out the tooth of a manservant or maidservant, he must let the servant go free to compensate for the tooth. You know. So the beating. So, so yeah. So you, almost if you were a servant and you were going to get beat, you'd want to get your 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 get mouth in the way so you out. could get a tooth knocked out and you'd be set free. But then you lose your meal plan, basically. Yeah, so that's a big mess. Yeah. But ultimately it was, you know, God had told them how they should live Mm -hmm. um, with the ten words, right? And then, uh, but the quick reality is, apart from... 